You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibas here with... Father Mike Malloy. And we are so happy that you're here with us. Today's Real Presence Live from the Rapid City Diocese Chancery is brought to you in part by Wrangell Construction Company, serving South Dakota's commercial construction needs. Wrangell Construction can be reached in Rapid City at 605-716-0547 or on the web at wrangellconstructioncompany.com. And Wrangell Construction, we're the ones that are largely responsible for what you're looking at, this beautiful stained glass window behind us as in the uh, Resurrection Garden Room of the new Chancery Building. Um, that was a gift to us, but they were able to install it. And uh, we aren't going to show you any of the rest of the room because there's no pictures there's on the walls. There's nothing else in here. Nothing else, but we just moved in, but we're, so we're working on it. And speaking of moving in, um, we have with us right now a Margaret Simonson, who is the Chancellor of the Diocese of Rapid City. Good morning. Good morning. And she, she and I are going to visit a little bit um, and talk a little bit about this move into this building. Uh, before we do that, I think it's always good if we could um, just have, have uh, you tell us a little bit about yourself for the benefit of our listeners. Well, I was born and raised in England, and I met my husband in Germany when he was stationed in the Air Force. And we got married, and we went around the world lived in several different places, courtesy of Uncle Sam, and both our children were born overseas, and then his last assignment was to Ellsworth Air Force Base in 1979. Um, And then we stayed here um, after that. Rapid City became our home. I worked for 20 years out at the Douglas School District, and then when then Bishop um, Supich came in 1998 and became our bishop, he hired me away from the school district to come and work as his chancellor. So I spent 12 years with him as, as his chancellor, and then I've spent eight years as chancellor for Bishop Gruss, and now I'm looking forward to meeting uh, Bishop Mewich. Yep. So you've been you've been with the diocese for twenty plus years. Twenty yes, I'm in my twenty second year. Yeah, so that's 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 wonderful and, and a great service to the to the diocese. So, um, um, one of the things that I think has happened is you've seen a, quite a growth in the last few years uh, in the diocesan chancery uh, personnel staff. Um, what types of challenges have you faced in these uh, in the past that spread over that ended up having us being in three different buildings in two different locations? So. Okay. Okay. Well, I think to understand the challenges, we first have to understand what the chancery does, the people in the chancery does. Um, A chancery is the place where the historical records of every bishop uh, in the diocese and um, the diocese as a whole, that's where those records are preserved. on the, on the other hand, the bishop, um, by canon law, is required to be the governor, the teacher, and the sanctifier for the people, the, the parishioners, all the people in the diocese. Obviously, he can't do all that himself, and so that's where the chancery staff come in, and we have departments, different departments, who um, serve as an arm, an extension of the bishop out in the parishes. Um, All the departments have a unique connection to the bishop, and uh, the bishop um, deals with every every department. And so, um, 
the challenges for us, basically, the first one was the separation of staff itself. But that couldn't be helped because uh, back in 2012-13, uh, um, when we finished the Terra Sancta Retreat Centre uh, building project, uh, there were still offices out there uh, that were unused from when the sisters were there. And so to help us with our overcrowding at um, Cathedral Drive, um, we sent out the archives, um, the tribunal, and the pastoral ministry centre out to Terra Sancta, which of course is a 20-minute drive from where, the, where we were all located together. Remaining at the chancery was um, uh, finance, development, the bishop's office itself, uh, communications, and... Um, Safe environment. Safe environment, which uh, is part of the bishop's um, office there. Um, and so we stayed at the current location. But we found that we didn't have a large enough meeting room at either location for the whole staff to come together. So all our, all our full staff meetings were uh, taking place at Terra Sancta Retreat Center. So, of course, that meant movement, you know. So it's a time element there uh, for that. Um, the other challenge is um, the duplication of services. We had to have uh, two sets of phone service and um, supplies and printing, mail, into office mail, had to go out to Terra Sancta and back every day. So there was 40 minutes of somebody's time to just keep the mail moving. So um, it, it, it was also hard for when... Um, Priests and parish personnel came to Rapid City to, to conduct business. They usually ended up having to come to one place and then drive across town to another mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. and, and that was kind of different. Yeah. The other thing I think that uh, I think anybody who's ever worked in an environment where your, your operation is split is it's hard to keep the, the various groups together in terms of... Um, what's going on and how are they interacting right. and, and you right. end, we end up tending to be different little groups you know in, in, in our case in the chance I think it was true and, and that's not a criticism or a fault it's just what happens you tend right. to we tend to work with and focus on the people that you're around so for you and I we were together a lot in in the main chancery building the right. finance kind of was was doing their thing and then the pastor ministry and the archives they were kind of tribunal were all kind of doing their thing and so we end up tending to feel if kind of segregated or separated from right. each other. That, that's right on target. Yeah. That's, that's what happened. And, you know, and, I, and I, I suppose people would say, well, you know, you know, we had to do that. As you said, we didn't have any choice. We, did, we ran out, literally ran out of room. And actually, when it was all said and done, we had run out of room again. Exactly. In the sense that even the three buildings were all um, uh, exhausted in terms of their space. We, we, the last person we brought on board to work actually ended up having her office in a closet, right. quite literally. Right. Um, and, so, and, so we, um, and so it was, it was necessary for us to do something about this. But the plus of this is that we get to come back together and interact with each other and work together again. Right. So, that's, that's right. I'm um, so I think those things are important, too. Um, so what, what do you look forward to in, in terms of this moving into this new remodeled space, especially given your role? One of the roles you have is kind of the moderator of the courier, the moderator of the, or not the moderator of the courier, but I mean the chief of, chief, staff. Chief of staff. I'm the moderator of the courier <laughs> soon, not, just about done. But, <laughs> but as chief of staff, what do you look forward to coming together? 
Well, I think definitely having all staff back together. Um, it will be good for the bishop to have access, close access to all his staff in one place. Uh, if you recall, Bishop Gruce never had that luxury. Right. His staff were split all the time. So it was a challenge keeping everybody motivated and everybody on the same wavelength. Um, I think it will make the departments interact more, and I think we'll have the ability to... Um, be more predict productive in what we do because we're not constantly picking up the phone or running out to Terra Sancta and vice versa. Um, I think the other thing with having a chapel in this building is the fact that we'll all be able to come together to pray together, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, you know, because uh, prayer actually is the foundation of everything that we do to support the bishop. Um, the other thing that is really obvious is the amount of space we have. Yes. The archives is huge. It's got the whole basement, almost all the, the whole basement. And so um, th there's plenty of room for expansion down there. Yeah. And then th we have extra meeting rooms. Um, we have a huge, what we call, what, what is it, the Holy Family, Holy Family board, room. board Room, which is huge. And then... Um, and the whole staff will be able to come together. Exactly. Yeah, so, okay. the, 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 um, you know, all things that are very, very important. So, um, and uh, as I've said before, we, we have the mustard seed right across, right. you know, sharing our That's building, which we're right. excited about. So, I think it's important, too, to, as we talk about this, to remind ourselves that not all of the Chancery staff is coming together, because we do have the retreat center, which, of mm -hmm. course, still functions. And there are um, five full-time employees out there, plus there are um, a host of part-timers. Right. And obviously, they'll stay out there. Yeah. And so we have to continue to make that effort to reach out and connect. But um, there, there, there it probably isn't as much interaction on a staff basis between between the retreat center staff and the rest of the chancery staff exactly. as there was between the various uh, groups that were separated um, prior to our coming together. So, right. Um, and you mentioned about how this building that we're in right now will provide for our future growth too. You know, we we have um, we're using a lot of the offices, but not all of them. So there will be the possibility of expansion if, in fact, that becomes part of our future and what God wants for us. Um, being centrally located in Rapid City, which is where we are now, we were used to be up by the cathedral. Now we're going to be actually right downtown. Um, what blessings do you see there for the diocese and for our work um, in, in terms of our new location? Well, you know, I think um, having a, a Catholic presence downtown, that in itself is a great blessing. Yeah, we, we want to be good neighbors. We want to be part of the Rapid City downtown community. And I think in due time, we'll figure out um, what services we can offer to them and how we can uh, be a part of what's happening downtown. Mm -hmm. it's, and as you say, having the... Um, uh, the mustard seeds? The mustard seeds, <laughs> thank you. Right next door. I mean, that, that's a, what makes it a one-stop place for when the priests come in, when the parish staff come in on business, we're here, and then just right next door is the mustard seed. Yeah. And I just think that will be, that will be great. Yeah, and, and I think that's true, and I, I, you know, um, there's a lot happening in downtown Rapid City, and, and there has been over the years. It's, it's, there's been a real growth um, 
uh, an expansion in downtown Rapid City, and there's opportunities here right. uh, for us and uh, interacting with the other Christian churches, interacting with the uh, Hope Center, and interacting with the, the, the city itself, the city offices, um, and just being a part of the downtown environment and is uh, is all, I think, things that are... are um, the blessings and the gifts that that will come from that are yet to be dis discovered right. and explored. And for us, it's kind of a new thing too. It's like, well, what does this mean for us? You know, um, what does it mean to have um, this kind of traffic flow, mm -hmm. um, both in terms of of uh, cars, but also in terms of uh, foot traffic? What is that going to mean for us? And, right. and how is that going to change the complex complex the the uh, complexity of what it is that we do is all, are all things that we're going to have to learn and figure out. Exactly, too. So exactly. It's kind of a, a new adventure for all of us and something right. we're very appreciative of. So, um, Any final thoughts you have or reflections? Yeah, I just, uh, I just want to let people know that we're very grateful for their prayers, for their donations. Our, our people have come through with pledges to make this a reality. Yeah. And it, it's just a wonderful blessing for us. I'm sure when um, Father Shear built the two buildings at Cathedral Drive in 1971, he would never dream that we would be in a place like this now. Yes. So, I, you know, it's hard to know what the future will hold but i think we're very well prepared for it yeah and and i appreciate your you know the the, the, the uh, thank you for you know the diocese of rapid city functions because the the diocese meaning the people um support the whole diocese and everything that we do so exactly. it's very important to be mindful of that and appreciative and when we're open to the public we want them all to come exactly and yeah that would be nice we'll show them around yeah we'll love we're looking forward to having all the tours and, and letting people see this new home that really is the home of everybody in the diocese not, right. not just the, uh, those right. of us who are staff so well thanks margaret for being with us it's always good to visit with you and we look forward to um, um the future and what it holds for us so um we are uh coming up on another break and um something that's going to be interesting in in the next in the next segment is we're going to be visiting with um a couple of people who actually work here at the chancery um but people who are a lot like all of us ordinary everyday people and they're going to be discussing with us a little bit about their personal faith journeys um something that we all have we're all aware of or we're all we all have whether we're aware of it or not and so we will um be right back with you in real presence live please stay tuned this is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.